and welcome to the Mystic Vineyard. My name's Kerry Ward. And I'm Claire Gregory. And this is a podcast about the occult, supernatural, paranormal, spooky things. Weird stuff. Strange. Unusual. It's the last you'll hear of us for a little while, listeners. It is. We've made a decision, an executive decision. We're going to bring the Mystic Vineyard to you in two seasons per year and have a little break in between so that we don't get fatigued. Some might say you've only just come off quite a long break. And well... They wouldn't be wrong, but we've got to get into the new routine at some point. Yes. So this will be the last one, and then we have June and July off, and then we're back in August, and when? then we go through to November, and we have December off, and then we're back January till uh, May. Yeah. So we'll have a spring so season, a winter season, and we'll have the summer off and Christmas and stuff off, because we've been doing this for a very long time now, and we're on episode... 122. Yeah. I'm quite surprised you haven't had enough of us. I know. They probably have. Um, maybe we will, uh, when we get our tarot deck, do... Somebody said, can you do an audio book of it? <laughs> <laughs> I was like, imagine, the card one. Hello. The fool. <laughs> this card means it would be so boring. Yeah, it would. It wouldn't be the same. It no, it's not. It's not audio book material. It's not really. Although maybe we could treat you to reading a little excerpt from the introduction. You could do it in your ASMR style, <laughs> or burlesque, <laughs> or Shit's Creek, or your yeah. Scottish accent, mm. or your many identities and alter egos. Yeah, indeed. Have I shown you that book, that burlesque book that I'm in? No. I have to find it. It's called Beauties of Today. Of course it is. <laughs> she knows. Whoa. I've been to the cinema. What have you seen at the cinema, Kerry? Two things. Uh, yes. I went to see Fantastic Beasts. Could not be less bothered about Well, that. I felt like that, and I thought, this is going to be really bad. Um, so boring. But I actually really loved it. Oh. And I loved the world they created, and I was quite... I sort of followed the plot, and I was okay with it, and I was like, I enjoyed that. Oh. Then I went to see Doctor Strange, the new one. I didn't know there was a new There's one. There's another new just one. Talking about Directed that. by Sam Raimi. And in fact, I'm pretty sure I saw Bruce Campbell in it. He popped up as oh, this weird ha- hot dog vendor. Ha- it was as close to horror as Marvel are going to get. It really? was, there were zombies. And, so it was quite horror-y. I haven't seen the first one. felt like a very progressive episode of Sinbad. <laughs> but it got Sinbad. a real like, Ray Harryhausen feel to the monsters. Mm. Again... It's sort of unwatchable in that if you don't know everything about Marvel, which I don't, you can't follow who's... It's like mm. they write it for themselves. Yeah. It's like no one's got mm. time to remember all this shit. A circle jerk. Or have they? It is a fucking circle jerk. Yeah. But there's enough, you know, va va and special effects and stuff. It sounds quite boring. But um, some of it is a bit wanky. I wanted to go and watch that thing that you told me to go and watch. Northman. Northman. It was on at Broadway... And I said to him, should we go and watch this on Thursday? And he said, I'm already going to the cinema with my friend at the weekend. I think twice in one week is a bit much. And then he did it on Sunday after, so we didn't go. And then he didn't go with his friend either. Oh. I know! I would be quite rude. Why don't you just go by yourself? I thought about it. Yeah. I, I do it all the time. I didn't. I like going to cinema by myself. People I'm going to go to when you go with friends. I'm going to go to the cinema on my days off this week that have already happened by the time this is in your ears. What are you going to see? Don't know. I don't even know what's on. Go and see The Northman. Go and see Batman. Batman? 
That's pretty cool. I want to go to Broadway though, so I can drink wine. Oh, you can drink wine at Showcase. And you've got and reclining chairs. You can have one. Yes, I'll have a look, see what there is. Uh, I've got a call with a publisher tomorrow, oh. which would have been last week. A new publisher? I'm going, just going to feel your collar to see what's made of. Plastic. Okay. Um, so you know my Power Purpose Pathway book? Gold really suits you, you know. Thank you. Sorry, I keep... Um... Well, I think I am a... Um, you know, you get your colour schemes, mm. spring and autumn and all that. I'm a yellow vein... It's yellow made... skin, blue, green vein. It's casting like a nice glow about you. Thank you, Claire. Can't take my eyes off of you. You know, I like my compliments. I know you do. Yes, I'm having a call with the American publisher tomorrow at six about my book, The Power, The Purpose and The P- Practice. The power, the purpose. I know. I keep getting it. The power, the purpose. It was the, the pathway. Power, the I don't know. It'll end. Mm. I don't know what it'll end up being. Good. Interesting. You know me and my little pitching. You're very. I need to get my soldiers lined up and out there. My passive income. Mm. Yeah. One publisher's not enough for me now. If they'll only do one book a year, one not good enough. I need more enough. soldiers. I need the army of K bears. Imagine if you had an OnlyFans. It would be so. It would just be you telling people off. I think. <laughs> Completely closed. <laughs> Ranting about somebody and people tune in to tell Meghan Markle off. I'd fucking love that. I know you would. But like, I could never be told off or cancelled for anything I said. I could just go, no fucking holds barred. Oh, about but people. then you're getting into Katie. What's her face? Oh, then territory. I'm Katie Hopkins. Yeah, exactly. Oh my god, I'm Katie Hopkins. <laughs> oh no. That reminds me of when Dwiz went one day. Oh, I'm Mr. Gregory. <laughs> <laughs> Oh no, I'm Katie Hopkins. Oh. You're not Katie Hopkins at all. No, I'm not. Far more beautiful, Kelly. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Um, got two more things to oh. tell you. Had I'm... another supernatural experience. What happened? So, I was reading a book, and it was about New Orleans' adventure story, and my grandma was called Ida, mm-hmm. and Luke's grandma actually was also called Ida. Huh. And I turned the page and it was a new chapter heading and it, was, and it said Ida and Kerry. And I've never seen my name with my grandma's name before in a book. And no. I was like, and they're not names you'd put together. I yeah. was like, oh my God. Yeah. And I felt like it was a bit of a thing. So I went for a walk on the park um, and when I got to my dad's bench, all the deer were there and there was, it was like a message almost and there was a white feather on the plaque mm-hmm. which I picked up and put in my pocket and then I thought oh I shouldn't put that in my pocket went to get it and it had gone hmm. which is weird then when I got home um, one of my librarian ladies messaged me and said have you got a green cloak with a gold fastening down the front I know this is a weird question and I was like oh god I was like no but funnily enough the card deck that I was talking to you about today the first card that oh, we yeah. saw was the magician and she's wearing a green cloak with a gold thing down the front yeah. and she was like oh well she said I have dreams and I have to, and I get compelled to like, tell people about them she said and we were in a dream it was medieval and you were there in this banquet hall in a green cloak with a gold thing and we came towards each other and all the, the only word you said was bye B-Y Mm. she said I feel I have to tell you I don't Bye, know my tarot deck. I don't know what significance it is and mm. then I went upstairs and started my book again and over the very next page the first paragraph was Ida Luke and Kerry what now how weird is that Who because his grandma mm. characters in the book but I've never you know his grandma was Ida as well so I felt this real thing about 
you know, I was going to do my family tree, ancestry, yeah, yeah, what is yeah, it, yeah, what is yeah, it, yeah. what is it? And then I got this thing that my dad, the, my dad wants his ashes to be put on my grandma's grave, Ida. Mm. So me and Vicky went at the weekend and the mm. grave looks terrible and I think we might have to do a project because my grandma, my granddad and my uncle are all together. Mm. And then my other grandma, my mum's mum is in that graveyard, but it's an unmarked grave because she was just buried without a gravestone. And yeah. I did some research to find where it was. And we went to where I thought it was. But then when I got home, and then I remembered, and you know I keep getting that thing there. about, you You forgot me, you forgot yeah, me, yeah, and I yeah, thought yeah. it was my other grandma. Yeah. Then I remembered, only after all of this, I've got a sister in there as well, but oh. no one knows where she is because she was a stillborn and they just put me in with other, other graves. Julie. She was just in with other graves. And I thought maybe that's what I forgot. And maybe if I could find out what month, I know what month and year, how many people could have been buried in that month and year, she's got to be in one of them coffins. Yeah. So I don't know where I'm going with it, whether I'm doing family tree. Do it. Searching my my sister's grave, cleaning up my grandma's grave. Do it all. But then I went to look at where my other grandma's grave was and now I've got those records out again. Her grave number's not on there. Hmm. It was just a woman that told me where it was. She was like, oh, I've looked and on the map, this is right, where it right, is. Right. But now I've got those records at myself because they're online now mm. and her grave number's not there. And I'm like, what Maybe the fuck? The wrong number. Anyway. Would you ever do one of those, like, uh, ancestry... Yeah, that's what I'm thinking of doing. Swab test. Yeah. Things, and it tells you... Yeah. ...who you're related to. Yeah. Interesting. Mm. My grandma did our family tree back to, like, 1400s or something. Ooh. Really far back. And she was like, oh, we're related to Richard II or something. And then Ooh. someone was like, isn't everyone related to Richard II? No. And they are, though. They so can't be. this book that I'm listening to. How many to at kids the moment, could be in well, Not in that way, but you have a common ancestor. So everybody basically has, a, if you go back, what did they say, 25 generations? All those people that lived then are a common ancestor of everyone living now. I know it's weird to get like your head mm. around, but so you and I aren't necessarily related to each other. But if we go back far enough, there will be one person that you have a bit of them and I have a bit of them, but they've gone. Do you know what I mean? I do. Weird, isn't it? So everyone really is related to everyone. Yeah. Because we're the we human race. Are family. One race, the human race. And if Is you, it a race? If you boiled us all down, we could fit in a sugar cube. Mm-hmm. Crazy. I keep Googling space. race versus ethnicity. Mm. Do you remember the I keep word getting creed? Confused. No one uses yes. that Yes, no. Colour or, colour or creed. What mm. does it mean? I think that might be ethnicity, Maybe. which is sort of culture and language. Maybe. Or is it religion? Oh, I don't know. There used to be hymns with the word creed. No, that word's bit the dust, hasn't it? Yeah, I think there's a computer game called something. Assassin's Creed. That's it. Oh, I wanted to be one of them. I don't know what it is. Jumping around with a little hoodie on. Oh, yeah, and two. Yeah, brilliant. Right, fucking thingy. Sounds a bit energetic to me. I know, Um, me too. Dwiz this week has been to the Virgin Gym with his friend. Has he? Thinking of joining. He had a look at that one and had a look at David Lloyd, and I know how much David Lloyd is now, Kelly, and that's dis- I can't believe it. <laughs> we were like, what? I mean, Virgin's like 75 quid or 70 quid or something. I um, don't pay 
what I know okay. you're drawing with Quite now. Bad. But it made me think, and no wonder you go to every single class. I was there today. Did a double bill yesterday, did another class this morning. I thought you decided that you worn yourself out. Well, last week I hardly did any. Yeah, but I'm not, I'm just still like fucking rubbish. I have got so many physical issues. Mm, Same's old, isn't it? I just, I've got no balance. I've got no coordination. I've got no strength. I've got no endurance. I've got no high energy impact thing. I've got no power. I've got, I've got nothing. I'm useless. I'm not supple. There's not one thing Mm. that I'm spiking on. It's just all a fucking flat line of shit. I reckon you're probably fitter than I, though, because I really don't do anything at the moment. No, well, I only do this one, not even cardio, it's strength and conditioning. The rest Mm. of it's just yoga and Pilates. It's me rolling around on the floor with the old women who are better than me. stretching your muscles, though. I need to go back to yoga. I need to find a class or something. Which brings me on to... Well, you're meant to be coming with me to the David Lloyd with the past. Shall we go this week when I'm on my week off? Yeah, you could do. Yes! Although the ladies, it's not the good lady on Friday. You need to have more. You need to stop Maybe working Fridays or something. When's I'm off Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday. Tomorrow's no good because the British gas are coming. Don't even get me started. Thursday I don't go. Friday I do do yoga and Pilates, but it's the nice lady and she's not there. She's when's on holiday. Nice lady? Oh, I see. But it will be another lady, but I can't promise who it will be. We could do yoga, but not Pilates as well. And then go in the pool. Um, so on Friday, oh, I can't go on Friday because of this. Right. I have got an appointment. I'm having a lymphatic drainage. Oh. I t- did I tell you I had one before? No. So once, uh, the place that I sometimes go for a massage that was in the Hilton, they've got a little spy thing down there right. when I used to go there. They were doing a new thing that she'd just learned, and so she was doing it like half price, a lymphatic drainage, which is like a massage, but it's not really. So she just like does this on you, like really lightly, because your lymph is all right under your skin. And in like your armpits, like it's not a massage, it's just like literally draining Detoxifying. My stomach was so flat afterwards, I was like, what the hell? She says like celebrities have it before they go on the red carpet and things but it's really good for like getting rid of like just giving it a boost so your lymph system drains out all the like toxins and stuff do you have to be naked no I don't where know. is she touching Probably. neck but she puts a towel hips. over you like here lots, nothing groin loads in your groin oh, fuck, I don't know about loads that. in your groin um because when she was doing that i was like this is weird isn't it oh i don't know but not how much? That's where all your... Like, I know, here, no, I know, that's where it all is. That's I know. where it all is. It's just like... You can do it yourself, you know. You can, I do it. I do it in bed sometimes. Doing. Not that, but just... <laughs> <laughs> that's what bed's for, can um, I do, yeah, I'm always padding around. And she said, this... The, the, so the girl I'm going to is like a specialist in it, because Steffi was saying that she did it, and it like made her energy levels like loads better, and whilst she didn't feel as sluggish... So, but the girl that I'm going to on Friday, I'll tell you all about it afterwards. Mm. Not you listeners until, uh, mm. <laughs> um, maybe we'll do some bonuses. Loads of stuff's in your neck. Yeah. Loads of lymph nodes in your neck. And yesterday, my neck, if I moved like that, it hurts so badly. I don't know what, whether I'd slept funny or oh. I just had this like pain. And I was like, I just need to detox and it's all draining out. So I'm going now on Friday. How much is it? Uh, £65 for an hour, right. I think. Okay. So Let me know. I will do. Well, I was just going to say, I've gone more woo-woo. I'm off to Holland and Barrett after this. Oh, what are you getting? Can't wait. It's my new fucking go-to now, the new mm. revamped Holland and Barrett. 
I'm getting more essential oils because I'm replacing all my essential oils, essential oils because mine Maybe are just tutti from Amazon and yeah, I want they good go ones. Off as well. Yeah. Um, and they've got a deal on at the moment. It was spend twenty five and five pound off because it's a new store. Um, I'm going to make some hair oil tonight. I've already Ooh. made some rose and geranium body oil. What but I'm going to make. Oil do you use? Um, I've got sweet almond, nice. and then I'm, but for hair, I'm going to use the Jehoba. Hoba, mm. Yo Hoba. Um, and I made some. I bought some activated charcoal and some bicarbonate of soda, and I made a face scrub. Ooh, I've gone really like woo woo. Sounds nice. And I'm going to. I'm going to get some today. I'm getting frankincense, cedarwood, and neroli. And I'm going to make a face oil out of that. Yummy. So check it. Check it out. Sounds delicious. Uh, I'd like some new essential oils too. So that's where I'm heading after this. You can come if you want. Yeah, I'm going to look for some probiotics as well. Did I tell you Dwiz has been having... Yes. Simproof. Yeah, probiotics. They're really really good. Really helped. My mum has them too. Um, I found out a very fascinating fact this week. Mm. Should it be in the news section? Should we do news? Do 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 news. Do 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 news. Okay, shall I shall I do my news first? Do your news. So this week, it would have been a week ago for the listeners. There was a eclipse, a lunar eclipse. Mm-hmm. It was a full moon and a lunar eclipse. Mm-hmm. The, the beginning of eclipse season yes. began last new moon with a solar eclipse. Um, and some people say you shouldn't charge your crystals and stuff like that because you don't want that energy. Oh. You want that. It's it's a purge. Oh, it's a sure. go. Mm-hmm. Anyway, uh, that's just what some people believe. Up to you, you can do what you want. But anyway, in this book that I'm listening to, I found out a really interesting fact. I mean, it's not new news, but yeah. about the moon. Yeah. I didn't know. So you know when even... If it's like a massive full moon and the moon looks huge yeah. and you try and take a picture with yeah. your iPhone and it just is a little dot yeah. in the sky and everyone's like, why can't iPhones take a picture? You need like a macro lens. Macro? Right. Micro. Well, no, you, you just can't get a good picture of the moon. No, you can't. And why? Actually, this is fascinating. The moon is about as big in the sky as if you punched a hole with a hole punch in an A4 piece of paper, held it at arm's length, that's how big the moon is in the sky, but our brain makes it bigger. Why? I don't know. And then if it's near the horizon, it makes it even bigger. And have you noticed that when the moon's really low, Mm, it looks mm, massive? mm. It's not true. It's a trick that our brain does. So you know, like, when stuff comes into our eye, it's all, like, inverted anyway, and we, like... Do weird, do weird things with our eyes. Vague memories of that. We make the moon look bigger in the sky than it is. Mm. Isn't that weird? That's like a collective delusion. And so if iPhone shows us what actually is there. Oh my God, don't. And we interpret it different. So we look at the screen and we're like, oh, that is tiny. How? It's so weird. It made me think that the this thing that humans have with the moon is... Bullshit. No, it's no, like real. A thing. It's worse because we've collectively deluded ourselves. Yeah, it's more but we're like than it is. we're so fixated fixated on it. We, humans just have made it. This is so weird. I couldn't wrap my head around it. Oh, I'm, so I'm bizarre. Just gonna, I'm How gonna weird put that is that? In the bin, it's almost too much. I love it. A bit too much. I love it. That was my news. Couple bits. Couple. A wave of nifiti. 
Not graffiti, niffy. <laughs> what the hell's niffy? Is reportedly sweeping Britain as guerrilla yarn bombers cover lampposts oh. and fences with their colourful creations. I'm sick of hearing the word yarn bombing. I've never heard that Stop before. Stop trapping pigeons' feet up in shit mm. that you... Oh. Have you seen them on the post boxes? We've got them on post boxes. Yeah, now. I saw in Weddington they're doing yarn bombing for the Jubilee. Um, yeah. Anne Howarth, founding member of the Secret Society of Hertford Crafters, a group that likes to adorn post boxes with knitted figures, explains that secretly covering things in woolen objects is intended to spread surprise, delight and joy. It doesn't. It spreads annoyance. Well, I quite like it. Are they going to take it off again when it starts well, rotting and getting all wet and gross? Yeah, well, someone takes it off because then yeah. it's... Noise me. Uh, the Taliban... No. Oh. <laughs> I haven't heard that name in a while. ...has banned poppy cultivation, oh. which they've done because they hope it will ease some of the international sanctions against Afghanistan. Right. Um, if anyone violates it, the crop will be destroyed immediately. Mm. Um, and they mean what they say because when they outlawed illicit drugs back in 2000, when they were blasting power mm. in the country, poppy cultivation plummeted by 90% in a single year. Interesting. Because no one's going to... They know that they're going to get punished. I would... But it's it bad news. Is it because they want to grow it themselves? No. They mm. want sanctions easing, so they're going to agree to right. stop doing it. Yeah. But it's it's actually going to turn out possibly to be bad news, not only for Afghanistan, because the trade actually makes up a huge chunk of its GDP, mm. so I don't know what else they're going to do, mm. unless we can find something else with poppies. But Let's for see. Europe and the UK, where most Afghan-sourced heroin ends up, it will trigger what officials in Europe have long feared. What have they long feared? Um, some shitter stuff coming from somewhere Correct. Else. An influx of the synthetic opioid fentanyl. Oh no. More potent <gasps> than heroin, no. cheaper to produce and easier to conceal. Nobody which wants has caused fentanyl. devastation across the US where it accounts for tens of thousands yeah. of deaths every year. No. In Europe it has never taken root and accounts for no more than a few hundred. Yeah. So we could be Fentanyl's bad news. Something else to worry you about. You don't want fentanyl and you don't want meth. Isn't it weird that the same really do meth? Nobody does meth here. Isn't it funny? It's a fucking horrible thing, isn't it? Mm. Gross. Crackwatch. Yes. Rawr, crackwatch. Okay, what crocodile news have you got for us? <laughs> we should have done that. So when I went to Blackpool, I got there and there immediately was this giant crocodile yep, um, in him. the window of Ripley's Believe It or Not. So I was like, Did what you the believe hell? it or not? We nearly went in there, but I didn't because we spent 45 quid on the Pleasure Beach. So mm. I thought I'm not spending another 15 quid on this. And mm. I have been in before a very long time ago. Um, but young Dave and I have been writing to me because they've moved to, I don't want to say the address, but it's got the word croc in it. Yes! And they were like, does this count as a croc watch? I'm like, yes. Then they were at the ice hockey, mm. and there was a player with a back to them, and the player's name was Crococ, or Crococ, or, or Crococ. I don't know how you'd That's say it. That's an interesting Google search. I showed it Luke, and he went, cock? Why is someone saying that? Cock? I was like, it's not the cock, it's the croc. He was like, well, that just says cock. I was like, no, no. Crococ. Crococ. So we've had a couple Don't of that. had a couple of crop watches there, but I was also going to tell the story of Todd Bearstow, oh. um, which I think what young young Emily I think sent me a link about this about this guy who had the most horrific encounter. 
um, fighting for a full half hour of clinging oh, to mangroves. Oh, that's too much. Fighting against a crocodile for his life. Oh, my God. Todd Bairstow was ready to give up. He had even tried to throw his dog at the growling beast in the hope it would eat that instead, but nothing would loosen its grip. I was about to let go. I couldn't do it anymore. It felt like my arms were going to snap off. He threw his dog. Yes, you would get to that point, Claire. No, and I, I was thinking, protect the dog. Right, do I drown myself or get eaten alive? He had been fishing alone on the bank of the Weeper River in Queensland's north. He was reeling in the line after his first cast. Australia. Yes, when the 3.2-metre estuarine crocodile launched itself out of the water and latched onto his leg. Growling like a dog, the croc knocked him over and tried to drag him into the water. It is only five months and 13 operations later that Mr Bairstow has finally returned home. My life flashed before my eyes. I thought how upset Mum and Dad would be. It was just flash, flash, flash. He managed to grab hold of a mangrove as the crocodile tried to drag him into the river. A mangrove. (laughs) Twat. While he clung to its branches, the croc tried to death roll him three times while he held his legs in its jaws, dislocating both of his knees. He heard them pop as the croc tried to twist him round. As minute by minute ticked by, Mr Bairstow yelled desperately for help as he tried to poke it in the eyes and hit it on the head. How old is he? 29. In a desperate last-ditch effort, Mr Bairstow even tried to feed his dog, a three-month-old puppy that had been yapping the entire time to the hungry croc. I went to throw him over my shoulder to the croc, but he took off and left me by myself. It was a lonely place to be. He was just about to let go. Yeah, but Claire. No. Fucking half an hour of being mauled by a croc. Feed a puppy to a crocodile. Claire, you'd do whatever it took. You don't want to be eaten alive. You're going to be eaten alive. You would not. You would not. You would not. I don't think you would. Um, He heard a woman's voice saying, Help's coming, love. It gave me a second wind, he said. The woman had heard him screaming from a pub about 350 metres away and within minutes um, her and her mate were on the bank pulling him from the beast's jaws and then these four Aboriginal fellas arrived hitting the croc with rocks and sticks until it pissed off back into the water. Um, Horrific injuries, two months in hospital, um, loads of operations, specialist appointments. Um, Yeah, it's fucked. I want to know what happened to the puppy. Did it re-ho- be rehomed? Why would it be rehomed? Just somebody cares about it. <laughs> he can't look after I know that's horrible, hospital. but in life or death moments, you would do whatever... I would feed another animal to something talk. to save myself. I'd be like, my time has come. You just want it to let go of your leg for a minute so you could... Mind you, if his knees are dislocated, That's he couldn't crazy. have he couldn't walk. walked anywhere. He would have just crawled Help's away. Coming, and it, like, in the form of what? It would have dragged him back. <laughs> Horrible. I don't know if you'd ever get over that. God, imagine the PTSD. In it. In it. Maybe that's what happened to you in a past life, Caddo. Are you ready for your subject? Yeah. I wonder what it could possibly be. I have actually forgotten. Girls on film. <laughs> da, 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 da. Girls on, on film. film. Ah! Da, 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 da. I mean, I know what this subject is. <laughs> struggling to find the mysticism here but go ahead it's horror okay you do loads of topics that aren't yeah it's horror it is, I mean it we is, haven't said what it is yet it is horrific go on then oh are you going to be go all ahead. mardy again and give me disapproving looks go as ahead I Kerry make me feel uncomfortable Kerry's latest like did in spirit google animals. search has been <laughs> <laughs> snuff movies <laughs> 
What made you arrive at this topic? Tell you why. Okay. <laughs> Luke has this little... Luke's oh got this WhatsApp group where there's him, Courtney, Leroy and Carl. Right. And they send each other ridiculous... I say ridiculous. Some of it I think might be illegal. I don't know. Oh but horrific stuff. Right. Anyway, and then the Is other day... Like, what was that website? Rank... No, what was that? Awful Reddit. Website. No... It was like just really gross stuff. Oh, I don't know. Tell me. I'll, I'll tell Luke. You can add it to the group chat. Oh God, what was it called? I'll re- I'll try and remember while you're. And he's, the other day he was like, oh, I watched this video today. I was like, right, rotten dot com. Um, yeah, this man got trapped in a lathe. I was like, what's a lathe? He was like, oh, we've got them at work. I was like, but what is a lathe? He said it's a sawing and spinning machine. I was like, right. I presume. And he was like, yeah, he's dead. It was oh my god. Just bits of him everywhere. At work? No, in this fucking WhatsApp oh, thing. They sent him this video. And I was like, well, I don't want to see that video, Luke, so don't tell me is anymore it, about it. Did they send it. people like each other like beheading? No. Well, I don't know. Maybe. Gross. Stuff I've seen has been questionable. Why? So then I thought no more of it. The next morning in bed, he was like looking at his phone and, and, and he was like angling it towards me. So I looked and there's just this still of this gross scene in a factory of just... You I was to like, is this this fucking you? thing with this lathe again? Yeah, yeah. But like, you want me to watch this video, don't you? Is well, it because it's you know. traumatised him and he wants to share I don't know. Burden. So anyway, I watched this video. Thank God it was all from a distance on a CC... It was in Russia, actually. From a CCTV camera. It's, it's you know... I mean, if you'd have been up close to that. Horrific. But I was thinking... Then it triggered me to think about how... I don't know if I'm the only... You would have probably went through this. Did you not go through a phase in your teens and 20s, even, maybe about like snuff movies and wanting to watch really hideous things no 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 didn't happen no i i don't have the stomach for anything like that i don't now but back in the day no definitely not even not then i know i i kind of get that people watch like loads of gross stuff because they're kind of testing their limit but it's the kind of thing that i can't ever unsee unsee I can't ever forget about it, so no, not for me. When I was in my 20s and was at the video shop, this was at a time when loads and loads and loads of horror films were banned in the UK. Yeah, did you have like a little curtain section at the... the, No, but then I went to work in a video shop in America for a while and went and lived in Philadelphia for a little bit and worked there, Mm. it was a long story, but got there and their horror section, they they got... Clockwork Orange, Driller Killer, Last mm. House on the Left, Cannibal Holocaust, I Spit on Your Grave, The Exorcist. I'd managed to get The Exorcist and Clockwork Orange because I got them in Amsterdam. But it was just like coming across this treasure trove. of, mm. And I've never been... It was one of the most exciting moments of my life, <laughs> finding this horror section. And therefore, every night after work, we just worked our way through all these films. And they're all shit, to be honest. Mm. But it was a joy. And then I was thinking, God, yeah. And then it was like, I got this other one called Executions, that whenever we went to a party, I'd always have this video in my bag. I was like, does anyone want to watch Executions? The life and soul. Life and soul. (laughs) And lo and behold, everyone always did. But I was like, is that a snuff movie? I thought, I'm going to look into snuff movies. Thank you. can do what I like. Clearly. There is a very specific definition of snuff films. Mm. Considered films in which a person is killed on camera. Mm. It's premeditated with the purpose of being filmed in order to make money. Mm. There's often a sexual aspect. Um, but it's not like 
deaths captured on camera so there's a famous thing in a rolling stones concert film give me shelter in which the hell's angels beat up a concert goer who later actually died but they're not considered snuff because those deaths weren't planned it's not like that's why it was made it was just happened to be you could see that on camera yeah oh my god other death on video like terrorists beheading victims are Mm. done to fulfill an ideology Mm. not to earn money so again they Mm. don't class as snuff i'll cut to the chase Fangoria did a massive review of all this, which is what I've maybe taken this from with a bit of Wikipedia. And they said that snuff films are the biggest myth in the film industry. Uh, They don't exist. They're always a film. But I think they do exist because they've got to. Mm. Of course they must exist. But you just get caught immediately. But would you? you? I'm I'm on the brink, Claire, of going conspiracy theory. Mm. I'm on the brink of it. And I cannot believe that snuff movies don't exist. With all the depraved, disgusting things we do, how many paedophiles actually get caught? How much stuff is there on the dark web? I think they probably do, but not in the way that they're made out to. A slick Hollywood production. Yeah. But but not... Uh, No convictions have ever been made. No snuff film has ever turned up. In short, snuff films are a scare tactic dreamt up by the media to terrify the public. Not so sure about that titillators really I don't know yeah the origin of the term snuff is thought to have first been used by Ed Sanders in his 1971 book The Family the story of Charles Manson's doom buggy attack battalion and that apparently that's where the snuff movie thing started in that Manson and his followers stole an NBC news truck loaded with film equipment in 1969 and an anonymous family member claimed to have heard about a snuff film that the group shot which I can believe. However, but also I can believe that it was just sensationalism yeah. and it was made well, up to make them sound worse than they were. Well, not worse. Terrible. No, not worse, but more interesting. Yeah. However, this person never actually saw the film. The films were never found, nor was any evidence yeah, that they exactly. ever existed. But the moniker stuck. Mm. Um, can I ask a related question? You know, snuff. Like, yeah. What is that? I don't know what exactly it's comprised of. My granddad used to do it. Is it some kind of tobacco? No. Hmm. No. My dad used to chew tobacco. Why would you put something up your nose that makes you... Coke? I don't know. Well, yeah, but... Snuff. I don't think... I'm not sure what there is in snuff. No. Google it now. Okay. Like. In 1971, husband and wife filmmaking team Michael and Roberta Findlay went down to South America to shoot their Manson-themed hippie cult slasher flick, Slaughter. Have you ever seen this? No. The utterly forgettable fictionalised retelling of the Manson family sat on the shelf for years before Alan Shackleton had an idea. Rumours had began circulating in the early 70s about snuff films coming to the States from South America, although, again, not one of these films has ever been discovered. But Shackleton took advantage of the hype, hired a man named Carter Stevens to film another five minutes of footage to paste onto the end of Slaughter. Mm -hmm. As Slaughter ends, the camera angle switches to that of a long shot, depicting the crew wrapping up. With all the -the behind-the-scenes action now visible, the crew begins to clean up when a stagehand admits to the director that the gory last scene turned wrong the director uses this as an excuse to start fooling around with her on the prop bed but she quickly realizes that the camera is still recording she tries to stop but this only encourages the director one of the crew members delivers tools to the director which he uses to gruesomely tear her apart the film runs into leader tape making it appear the only reason they stopped was that they ran out of film they then retitled it snuff 
devoid of credits, which adds to its illicitness, Shackleton came up with several advertising lines that ensured its profitability. The bloodiest thing that has ever happened in front of a camera, the picture they said could never be shown, filmed in South America where life is cheap. Though it was pretty obvious that it wasn't a real-life snuff film, the general Mm. audience was curious enough that they had to see it, and women's organisations that were picketing it only added to the allure. Mm. So that was like 50 years ago. There have been loads of hoaxes, fakes and investigations that led nowhere since then. Hmm. Um, two of the most frequently snited snuff films <laughs> from South America. One is called Snake Feast. I mean, these sound films I want to see. And features girls being eaten by a giant snake. What? I yes. would never watch that. Was I would watch you? that. Another is Gator Bait 10. Hello. Hello in which ten girls, or young women, depending... I don't know why that's relevant, are torn apart by a pack of alligators. What? Fucking get it made. Kerry, what's wrong with me? Do you not want to see these things? No! The most famous one that was mainstream that I did watch, and when I went to America, they had it in the video shop. Are you make it as a horror film? Yeah. Or you want to see that happen in real life? No, no, it was a horror film. Because that's what a snuff film is. It's supposed to be real. Okay, it's a horror film. Okay. I think, okay. yes, it's a horror film. <laughs> I don't say. Um, Cannibal Holocaust, have you seen that? Mm, no. It's like the most famous one that I always thought was a snuff film, and it's presented as a snuff film, and right. it looks like a snuff film, but it's not really. It was right. in the 1980s, it's nauseating. You won't like this, and I'm not going to go on about it, but the only deaths that really did happen were they killed quite a lot of animals in it, and some of that stuff. I can't unsee. It is horrific. There's a turtle, a monkey, a pig. It's That's awful. Gross. It's meant to be found footage like Blair Witch, mm. where a group of explorers travel into the jungle to seek out the truth about what happened to a group of documentary filmmakers. And then the footage found in the jungle is rape, torture and murder. And people were so convinced by it that Italian officials arrested the director, Ruggiero Diodato, within weeks of the film's premiere. Initially, he was just charged with obscenity related to the animal deaths, but a French magazine photo suggested the film was genuine snuff, which caused the courts to amend the charges, and he was charged with murder. It was sort of his own fault, because ironically, Diodato had made his actors sign contracts that prevented them from appearing in any other production or giving any interviews for one year after the film's release, so it would be like they were dead. They were meant to disappear. And it was preserved, the idea the film was, was real. But he actually released them from the contract so they could come to court, and since the murder victims were alive, the charges were dropped. What an idiot. It was the highest grossing film in Japan in 1983. It came behind E.T., can you believe that? Um, the animal slaughter, we won't go into that. Diodato was inspired to make the film after seeing his son watching the violent news on TV and noticing how journalists focus on the violence. He also believed that some news angles were actually staged to capture more sensational footage. I don't really know why that would inspire you to go and make Cannibal yeah. Holocaust, I don't know. It's still banned in over 50 countries worldwide and has gained the title of the most notorious movie of all time. Um, he wanted a scene in which um, uh, and a tribesman was fed to piranhas, but he didn't have a working underwater camera, so that didn't happen. <laughs> the iconic image for the film was the girl impaled on a stick. Do you, does that ring a bell? There were just loads of people stuck on sticks all over the place. Sounds like Game of Thrones. Um, But the girl had simply sat on a bicycle seat attached to the pole's base while holding a small pointed balsa wood piece in her mouth, and then they added the fake blood. 
he now regrets everything he did mm-hmm. and he wishes that he never had made the movie and particularly regrets the animal killings, although they all let the animals after. So, not that that's really... One of the most notorious investigations into snuff involved none other than Charlie Sheen. What? And one of the infamous Japanese guinea pig films. Mm, Have you heard of this? The 1985 film in question, Guinea Pig 2, Flower of Flesh and Blood doesn't have a plot it's basically 45 minutes of a guy dressed as a samurai dismembering and disboweling a young woman in 91 actor charlie sheen came into possession of a copy i bet he did he was so horrified by what he saw and so convinced of its legitimacy that he turned it over to the fbi Mm -hmm. but they were already investigating the film with the japanese police but it was determined it was a simulation and no one was in have you watched Human Centipede? Yes. That's very snuffy, isn't it? Gross. Gross. I, that's it. I will never watch that. Yeah. That. Uh, they were... They were it's a one-trick pony, though, isn't it? Yeah. Um, yeah. Some things. Generally, because I worked in films and... Well, you watch it with a dispassionate eye, don't you? Yeah, Looking but for the... not things like that. It's the idea of some stuff is gross... Over the years, multiple serial killers have been rumoured to have created snuff films. Some, like Henry Lee Lucas and Otis Tall, um, claim to have filmed their kills, but both the pathological lies and the videos mm. were never discovered. Mm. Leonard Lake and Charles N.G. Um, filmed it's themselves. Funny, isn't it? Because making a snuff film, an ordinary person making a snuff film is one thing, mm. but a serial killer videoing something they're doing anyway mm. is quite something else. That's very believable. So the fact that that doesn't exist is... Fred and Rose West, they made loads of films, but it was mainly homemade porn. Mm. Um, but that naturally led reporters to news that they've made snuff, that. but no. Um, but actually, then, 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 there are apparently four snuff movies that do exist and you can watch four. online. <laughs> four. Um, you can watch online? How is that possible? I'm going to tell you. are they not evidence? Well, they're, they're out, they're online. I mean, the people that have done them are in prison now or dead, but the, the videos persist. So I'm going to tell you about them. Uh, but ultimately, the conclusion, snuff films are like the satanic panic of the 80s. They mm. terrify and disgust people, but no mm. evidence of their existence has actually been found. Death on film absolutely exists, but an underground industry with people being murdered for the amusement of others. Not a chance, says Fangoria. But I'm not so sure... I'm not so sure how many people go missing. I mean, what, yeah. what levels of depravity have we not already proven that we can sink? When you read about yeah. some of the stuff going on in the Ukraine, and in America, torturous things. It's not much. Everyone's got on. a camera now. Mm. It's not much to think. Oh, mm. get this on the dark web. The first one, oh, the Dnipropetrovsk maniacs, which you can find by looking for killing the mother Dnipropet. Nobody wants to know how to find them. Three teenagers who killed dozens of people in a single month recording it all with a mobile phone. Some of the footage has leaked through the net and is now impossible to remove it permanently. There are rumours that the three of them committed the murders and then sold the footage to a mysterious man who would pay them tens of thousands of dollars. That sounds like an urban Um, They kill a man with a hammer and a screwdriver and he dies in agony. And you can also, if you look for three guys, one hammer. 
And then there's a pregnant woman thing, which Mm. I won't go into. Number one. Number two, beheaded with a chainsaw by the Mexican cartel. In 2014, a bloody six-minute video went around the web. In the video, you see two men sitting in front of a wall that identify themselves as Felix Gamas Garcia and his uncle Barnabas. The two work for the Sinaloa cartel and are interrogated by some unidentified men. After a few words, the execution begins. Mm. One's a chainsaw. That goes quickly. And then there's another one where that's not goes on a bit longer. Blah well, blah. Who who identified themselves? The killers or the victims? The victims. Right. And the killers are in like military right. clothes. Um, and you can look for that with cartel that's, chainsaw beheading. That's like another. Uh, that's another terrorist one. Yeah, it's exactly. an ideology. It well, is. it's a threat because at the end of it, the guy turns around and said, um, "This is this is the end that will fall to all the dados." Dados in Spanish means fingers and is a slang to define spies. The name comes from the fact of pointing at someone with a finger. Yeah. See, that is a form of terrorism, really, isn't it? It's not for money. Anatoly Slivko. This man was responsible for the murder of several children and teenagers. He deceived them by saying he knew a way to treat back pain, but then actually hanged them and abused their bodies. Ooh. And mutilate them. He filmed them. And they found the footage along with knives and saws, um, and children's shoes, which he kept as trophies. The most famous one, though, is One Lunatic, One Ice Pick. <laughs> this was uploaded to an Extreme Gore website, um, and it's perhaps the one that comes closest to snuff. This is from 2012. One Lunatic, One Ice Pick, perpetrated by Luca Magnotta. The 11-minute video does not show the actual moment of death, but shows everything else. This this went this was famous, this was in the news a lot, and I slightly sort of remember it. Mm. McNotta had spent most of his life trying to become famous or infamous. He had appeared in porno, worked as an escort, and auditioned mm. for multiple reality shows. Mm. When all this failed, he turned to the internet and found notoriety with a series of animal torture films, but then that he moved on from that. Then Sounds he gets like that, don't fuck with cats. He gets this student and stabs, dismembers, decapitates and sodomizes the dead body. Um, they found an extend police found an extended cut of the video that included cannibalism. Viewers of the video when it came out online were so disturbed by what they're watching that they notified the police and they dismissed the complaints as hoaxes um, because of chasing down snuff hoaxes all the time. Yeah. It's just like, oh, not another one. It wasn't until body parts were shipped to local political parties... What, I mean, this he guy was, that wanted yeah, to be famous did That it? the police realised the video was in fact the real thing. An international manhunt took place before Magnotta was finally arrested in Germany and extradited back to Canada. He is convicted of first degree murder as well as some other charges and is serving a life sentence. He sounds so quite disturbed. They're saying they don't exist. But I don't know, it's one of those things. I think and I'm back to the metaverse again. <laughs> They'd definitely be happening in the metaverse, even if it's the murder of avatars. Or people will let themselves be paid for their avatar to get fucked over in the metaverse and they mm. won't press charges. Can you imagine pressing charges about somebody hit me in the metaverse? <laughs> it would be worth, no, it wouldn't be that. It would be something that's... But how could you... Cause they're, psych- so they can only weird. do it on psychological trauma, can't they? Or loss of yeah. reputation or defamation. I think it's very flimsy, because I was just listening to this podcast called Sweet Bobby about this woman who like fell in love with this guy online but he's catfish and um I see Levi Belfield's got engaged is he in prison? yeah 
Who would get engaged to him? Um, a 40-odd-year-old, mm-hmm. university-educated, quite normal woman, apparently. A family was, and friends are appalled. He was horrendous. Horrific. And not attractive. I mean, not, no, you know what I mean? Just like, gruesome. what the fuck? Does, uh? That's crazy. Probably because he's safely in prison and she's like, I can be engaged to him. And he, I mean, he's never going to get out. I can get close to the monster but not actually get... I don't know. I don't understand the psychology. I don't understand why some women get fascinated with serial killers and write to them in prison and stuff. I mean, it's a, it's a thing. It is a thing. You should do that. You should do that. Podcast. Um, I found out what snuff is. Yeah. For everyone who's waiting to find out. No, snuff is a form of smokeless tobacco oh. meant to be inhaled through the nose or chewed or placed in the mouth to produce saliva, brown saliva. Mm. Snuff comes in a dry form for snorting and a wet or moist form for chewing. Maybe that's what my... That's what... Because it was always just same. chewing backer. But was it actually snuff? It's yeah. the same. So it's snuff if it's dried. If it's wet, it's chewing tobacco. But it sounds gross. Yes. Did you like that? To rub it on your teeth and grums. Uh, it was horrific. I have fulfilled my... Quite horrid. Horrid. Hmm. Well, that was very interesting. Well, I just thought I'd go a bit horror-y. And you did, you know. Um, so, yes, the listeners would be very upset to say hear that we're taking a break. No. I know, but... I feel a bit guilty, but I know what we're like. There'll probably be some random pop-ups, but they'll all sure. be a bit like, well, you mess us about now, so you can fuck off. Well, lots of podcasts do seasons, and that's how you don't get... Because we've been doing Fatigue. this for, what, two years? Yeah. More than two years, because oh, we three have years. taken an odd break. It'd be three years in August. Yeah. Who knew? Episode one twenty two. That's so. Not. So yes. Uh, so that we keep interested, we will be taking two seasonal breaks, and we'll be back in August. 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 Goodbye. Have Stay a nice spooky. <laughs> <laughs>